the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. In the challenging times we live in today, we believe that God's Holy Word is the single most important source to all the answers we need and are searching for. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7:24 that anyone who hears his words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on solid rock. It is our hope with this program to help you grow in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. Why are all the sporting events full and the churches of God are empty today? Just a couple of weeks ago was the Ryder Cup. It's a golf tournament. A golf tournament. The Americans versus the Europeans. I watched some of it. It was good stuff. There were 40,000 people there up in Wisconsin. These people got in line at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. And like before the sun even came up, they opened the doors. And these are grown adults. Started running just so they could get a seat and sit there for about five hours. I, I, there, I have a video. It's like 10 seconds long. This is legit footage of what took place. How many, how many from Wisconsin? These are your people. Watch this. And then, Disney opens. They drop the rope at 6 a.m. It wasn't running with the bulls. It was running with the whole scenes. How many of you think that's a little fanatical? You know, and again, I don't care about that. That's fine. But if people do that for a golf tournament in Wisconsin, don't you think people ought to show up to church on time? I, I was sitting over outside Jamba Juice. This guy, he gets out of his car, gets out of his car, and he, he's running into Jamba Juice, and he sees me, and he goes, hey, pastor. I go, how are you doing? Good. Where are you going? Jamba Juice. Oh, great. He, he says to me, is the church open yet? This is like two weeks ago. I looked at the guy. I thought he was like pulling my leg at first, but he's dead serious. The church open. I go, we've been open for a year and a half. How do you, how do you know that Jamba Juice is open? 
But you don't know that the church is open? That there's only one thing there. There's just no hunger. There's no desire to be in the house of God for that brother. So many times I come in here church and we worship. And you can just feel the presence of God in this room. Stay with, stay with me. I walk out here and I preach, and it's like, it's like electric in here, especially the 11 o'clock service. It's true. And there are many times where I, I just I walk in here like, don't you see, this is the genius of God, that we would tune out the things of this world. Put up this verse, put up this verse one more time. David said, remember, he's being pursued by his enemies. He said, there's one thing I ask. There's only one thing I seek, that I could somehow just live in the presence of God and in the house of God all the days of my life to gaze upon his beauty. When you look and gaze upon God, everything in this world, everything in this world that you worry about, you, you tend to start forgetting about those things because all you can see is God and being in the present. Nothing else seems, nothing seems to bother you. And so that was the genius of God that we would forget about all the stuff that's going on in the world and that we would gather together like this for the purpose of worshiping Him. And somehow it, it recalibrates everything in our life. Do you understand that? And so many times I, I come to church and I walk in here and I just feel, I just, it's like, I, I got goosebumps right now. I, I just feel the presence of God in here. And then I'll walk off the stage and I'll cry. You can ask my wife, she's sitting down here. Sometimes I walk off this stage and I just start crying. Because it's like, God lets me be a small part of what he's doing and I can just, he was here today. And then I get on my phone and I get a text or an email from somebody who didn't like something today. Someone sitting at home in front of their computer. They don't even go to this church. They're not even involved in our church. Sometimes they live somewhere else. And it's like, this is, this is what you think church is? That you're, you watch? You, you're not even involved? You're all by yourself in a little room and you're watching and there's something you don't like? Something I say? Something I wear? Something that you disagree with? And so you want to sit down and write a letter about what you don't like? This is what you think church is? You don't understand that I am here today, that you are here today, that God is here today, and we walked in here today to worship Him, to glorify Him, to hear from Him, to give something that represents our heart, to serve, to help the lost, to commune and take sacred, holy communion and then to open up these sacred scriptures and to hear a word from Almighty God who sustains you, who keeps your heart beating, and He's here, you're here, I'm here, God's here. I got goosebumps only to walk off the stage and get a text from you about something you didn't like. What is that? David was consumed. We don't talk like this anymore. He said, why are not our hearts continually set on heaven? 
Why dwell we not there in constant contemplation? Bend thy soul to study eternity. Busy thyself about the life to come. Habituate thyself to such contemplations and let not those thoughts be seldom in hasty, but bathe thyself in heaven's delight. That's what we should be doing. David celebrated unto the Lord. This is after you place your confidence and trust in God. And after you purposefully desire and long and dwell in the presence of God, you then cannot help but sing and worship and praise and celebrate. He says in verse 6, this is the same chapter, he says then, everybody say then. He said, my head will be exalted above. In other words, after, after I put my confidence in God and trust in God, and after I, I'm in His presence, and this is where I'm content to dwell all the days of my life, then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me at his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy and I will sing and I will make music unto the Lord. And the key word is the word then. The word then. This reminds me of that phrase that joy comes in the morning. That even though now I'm in the midst of the trial being attacked fearful things, frightening things all around me, I choose to dwell in the house of God, in the presence of God, and I'm just going to stay here and remain and establish and marry and settle in. And if I just stay right here in the presence of God, then I understand that there's nothing that my enemies can do to defeat me. So we might as well sing and might as well dance and might as well celebrate... Look at verse 27, Psalm 27, verse 14. Go to the very last verse of this psalm. He says, what you need to do is just wait for who? For the Lord. Be strong and take heart and just wait. Just say wait. Wait. And write this down. Here's the key word. The key word is wait. And the problem is we're all impatient. We pray. We want God to give us instant solutions. We want instant freedom from our problems we want instant peace from our storms and from our trials we don't wait on god i heard about this guy he was walking down a road and came to a, a junction he didn't know which way to go and there was a wise man sitting right there and he said to the wise man which which road to success and the wise man, he didn't say anything. He just pointed and he, went, he, he motioned. He just went. So the guy goes down that road. And just a little while, you hear this big splat. Splat! And he comes back. He'd been run over or something. And he says to the wise man, he said, Hey, I asked you a question. Which road do I take to success? I went down that road like splat to I'm asking you which road for success. The, old, the wise man, he says nothing. He just points that way. So he goes, okay. So he goes down the exact same road again. Splat! And this time he comes back. He's bleeding. He's bruised. He's broken. And he says to the wise man, he said, I, I asked you which road to success. You sent me down here. I got splat. I went again. I splat. You got to tell. Hey, hey, 
no, no more of this pointing stuff. I want you to talk, mister. You talk to me. What, tell me which road to success. And the wise man, he points this way. He doesn't say anything. He says, I want you to talk. And the wise man says, right past splat. And what he was saying is, that's the road. You're going to go through some hard times. Don't quit and don't run back here. Just keep going and you'll eventually be successful. And the Bible says these words in Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. Let us not become weary in doing that which is right. For at the proper time... We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And what happens, what happens is we go down the road that we think we're supposed to be on and we get splattered on and we quit or we turn back. It's too hard. We start to blame God. We turn our backs on God. We start to question God. We start to doubt God the first time we have trials. And I've seen it in the church. Seen it. Come to church, get your feelings hurt. You write the letter and you quit. So you go down the road to another church. And I know for a fact when someone quits this church for whatever reason, they go to another church, I know it's just a matter of time before they get their feelings hurt at that church. And they quit that church, and then they're going to go to another church. They're going to quit that church. They're going to go to another church. They're going to quit that church, and eventually they end up right back here at this church. You're like a tree. We're trying to, we're trying to grow you and mature you, so we plant you. We're trying to get your roots to go down, and you get upset and you quit, so you go over here. It's like planting a tree, then you uproot it, plant it here, and uproot it, plant it there, and uproot it, plant it there, and uproot it. You're a tree that will never flourish, will never experience all that God has for you because you're always getting your feelings hurt and doing, moving on down the road. And I will tell you this for a fact. If you come to this church, you're going to get your feelings hurt. It's not possible. You should try it. Come up and preach one sermon to 10,000 people and see if you can give a talk to really point people to Christ and away from sin and see if you can get by without hurting someone's feelings. It's not possible. David knew that this frightening situation was not necessarily going to go away. But in the midst of that trial, he was going to stay focused with his gaze on the Lord. He knew that. I want you to stand. Honey, can I tell one more story? Okay. So if you're upset, you're upset with her. Cyrus was the king of Persia. And one time, 
in the midst of battle, his army captured a prince and his family, and they brought the prince before King Cyrus. And the king looked at this prince, and he said, What will you do if I decide to release you? And he said, the prince said, I'll give you half of all my wealth. And Cyrus looked at the man and said, what will you give me if I release your children? The prince said, I'll give you all of my wealth if you release my children. Then he said, what will you give if I release your wife? And the prince said, I will give you my life. And Cyrus was so moved by the devotion of this man, he released all of them. And on their journey home, listen carefully, they talked about all kinds of things. But one of the things that the prince asked his wife, he said, wasn't the king, wasn't Cyrus a handsome man? And his wife said, I didn't even notice because I couldn't take my eyes off of you, the one who was willing to lay down his life for me. Now listen carefully. Each of us has what's called a gaze, G-A-Z-E, detection within us what is a gaze detection it means that when you walk into a room you can tell if someone's staring at you that's an innate ability that god put within us you just walk in the room you can tell you just get this vibe that someone's staring at you you know who put that detection in you god did you know where it came from it came from god because god has that same detection he knows whether or not we're gazing upon him And what happens in our world today, we've got our gaze on athletes and movie stars and social media influencers and the talking heads on television. I just want to tell you this. I'm done preaching. All those talking heads on the news channels, not one of them, not one of them have ever laid down their life for your eternity. All the athletes in this country, and I, I, there's some I root for, but not one of them have ever laid down their life for your eternity. All the movie stars and actors and actresses in this city have never laid down their life for you. Not a single comedian in this city has ever laid down their life for you. The only person who's ever laid their life down for your eternity is when Jesus Christ went to the cross. And what he wants, and this was again his genius, is that we would, once a week, we'd forget about every movie star and actor and actress and singer and athlete and talking head, get all that and come to the house of God. And worship God, study His Word, 
and just dwell in his presence. And everything again in this world will be better off for you if you could get your gaze on God where it belongs. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, thank you for today. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this series. But Lord, I pray your blessing on every man, woman, boy, and girl here. I know we're not supposed to stay inside this building. You do call us to get out of, out of this building. But Lord, I pray that you would give us a longing to be here and to dwell in your presence wherever we go and certainly to take one day a week and come to the house of the Lord as you've established in your word for each of us. Pray your blessing. Bring us back safely next week, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you and thank you for coming today. We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you are in need of prayer, we invite you to call us at our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer requests you may have at this time. You can also contact us right now if you'd like to receive a copy of today's message on either CD or DVD. Our number again is 888-818-4777. For more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. Our website again is liftupjesus.com. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every week. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888 888- 818-4777. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These Scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. So in 2008, uh, my family and I, we were living in the foothills of Silmar, which is really prone to fires. And probably about two or three uh, in the morning, I remember just waking up to uh, police sirens and they were talking over the loudspeaker like, you need to leave right now. In the morning the next day, I was watching the news. They were covering, you know, the fire. You know, they cut to the girl 
you know, on the field doing the reporting. And I knew immediately that we had lost her home because she was standing right in front of what used to be our house. Just kind of that reality of the situation, like really um, just set in that like, oh man, like what are we gonna do? As hard as like that moment was, and when things really started to like sink in, like um, God was just with us right away. And God just used so many people um, at Shepherd to, to just come around us through that time. And a lot of times I look back on that experience, the way that God loved my family so well through through Shepherd Church and and the things that the church is able to to do to support people um, like our family, like my family. Since I graduated college, God brought me back to to Shepherd. One of my favorite things that I've been able to do is be a D group leader, and it's just been such an honor and privilege to be able to give back to the place that has given me so much. In just about a month, I will be leaving to go serve overseas for a year. Places like Shepherd are able to exist because people are faithful in in their obedience of tithing and and giving back to the Lord what He has asked us to give. To me, it's so like crazy and hard for me to wrap my mind around that just such a small act of obedience can have such a huge, huge impact. And because of people's faithful obedience to God, um, my life has been changed. And now, not only has my life been changed, but I have the opportunity to go and share God's love with the world. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again next week at this same time as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.